What's crack-a-lackin' everybody? My name's smart guy, Matt Zappala here. Hey, Lindsay here from Dallas, Texas, and we're on another episode, episode 12 of the Millionaire Goals Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you think like a millionaire, strategize like a millionaire, so therefore you become a first-generation cash flow millionaire. And joining me in the studio today is my co-host, my personal trainer, Milton Alvarez. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Happy to be here, man. Another Wednesday Another afternoon Wednesday. here. Every Wednesday noon Central Standard Time, we are here. And on today's show, we have uh, some very, very interesting topics here. 85% of Gen Zers cannot afford one month expenses if they lose their job. Filled it out to pay $1,000 a month for pregnant women. A cardiologist says to never eat these seven foods. How faith works. And more news and videos we're going to be reacting to on this podcast. So, uh, anywho... Before we jump into it, bro, how you doing? I'm actually worried about you, man. Uh, My back? Your back, and I saw you kind of uh, waddling in from uh, from the outside from yesterday's workout. How you, how you feeling? Bro, that leg workout yesterday was sick. It was a sick leg workout yesterday, man. It's like, but I did cryo and and like frozen. Cryotherapy, man. My back locked up. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then I tried to loosen up in the infrared yeah. sauna. But uh, How'd that feel? Uh, a little better, but... I'm getting up and out very gingerly, very carefully, and it's a point where like your back, your back pulls out, and like, like you got to catch your breath. Like I can't even sneeze right now. I'm, I'm afraid to sneeze or cough. To worry about if you know, my back's gonna lock up. You know what? The, there's this uh, syndrome out there. Is uh, the OBS syndrome? Have you ever heard of it? OBS. OBS. Okay, you you pranking me, bro? OBS. I'm serious. OBS. Okay, here we go. I, I, I feel I feel it coming. No, no, I'm serious. I the, feel it coming. Here it's we called go. The, uh, the OBS, the old body syndrome. Ob- the old body syndrome, man. <laughs> I'm 31 years old now, man. I'm starting to feel things on my knees whenever the weather gets bad. So I think that's just a, uh, a thing that actually happens to us as we age, as we get older. OBS. OBS. OBS is OBS. That's oh. what it is, man. OBS. Old BS. <coughs> anyway, by the way, are you feeling OBS in your knees, your back, your shoulders? If that's you sometimes. Put it in the comment section below. Uh, well, let's jump into it. So um, Gen Zers. Let's, let's take a look at this um, article here, if we could, please, cool. uh, Jordan. Uh, around 85% of Gen Zers worry they can't afford one-month expenses if they lose their job. Okay? Um, let's, let's unpack this real quick. Uh, back, back to me, uh, Jordan. So in this article, basically, the most concerned age group about being able to pay for living expenses if they lose their primary source of income is the Gen Zers. Uh, Generation Z. I call it the TikTok Nintendo generation. Uh, 85% of Gen Z's respondents in a survey said they were worried about paying for one month's living expenses without income compared to 79% of millennials, 69% of Gen Xers, my generation, and 53% of baby boomers. So the most concerned one is the Gen Z, the younger uh, generation. Financial anxiety is increased amongst all workers with nearly a third of workers reporting that it's affecting their sleep, and 73% is changing how they envision their retirement. Almost two in five Americans don't have enough saving an emergency fund to last a month, and 29% have less than $500 saved. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, you're, you're, you're close to this generation. Five years. <laughs> uh, Gen Zs are uh, from age 11 to age 26, if I'm not mistaken. 11, 11 to 26. Uh, Less than five hundred dollars, man. You know how much anxiety that that would that just gives me thinking about like my entire life livelihood is depending on a job, and I only have five hundred dollars to be able to survive in this economy. Um, well, 
one, I, I, uh, I think this was either you or I forgot who sat down and spoke to me one time. But I just, depending, based off of the conversation I had with this person, it was, pro- it was possibly you, I think like two, three years ago. Um, there was actually four things that I took away from this conversation. I think I went to one of your uh, BUMs on a Tuesday night, and then you guys usually go off for cigars. And then mm-hmm. among, amongst you guys, there were a lot of people yeah, asking questions. After the meeting, yeah. yeah, after the meetings. So I, I, I had four takeaways from, from that meeting, especially for, for the people between these ages. And the, the, the four takeaways. Ta- uh, Gen Z is anybody, anybody burn, burn, born between 1997 <laughs> to 2013. So 11 to 26 years old. Yeah, yeah 11 to 26 years old. Is number one, start saving as early as possible. And that's something that I made the mistake of not doing it whatsoever. I didn't, I didn't start, start saving until maybe about six, seven years ago. And again, it's just my thing was trying to just survive habit, and, and, and get habit. by. Yeah. And get by. Uh, number two, being able to think long term, you know, when it comes down to retirement, whether it's an IUL, whether it's retirement plans, whatever the case may be that you may, that may fit your, your uh, financial tier. Uh, being able to stick to a budget and avoid lifestyle creep. One of the things that I noticed, uh, Matt, when I started making money, or uh, comfortable money mm-hmm. was that the, the more I, was, I started making, I started adjusting my lifestyle to it. I started going out more. I started buying, you know, nice. So things. your income increases, your expenses increase automatically. I didn't stay below my means. Life, I, lifestyle creep. Lifestyle Probably, creep. Yeah. And number four, man, is stay informed. Educa- educate yourself in knowledge. Read books on financial literacy. Connect with you know YouTube channels, podcasts, audiobooks on people who've already been there, done that, who can actually walk you through the steps on how to be financially successful and how to be smart with it. Money, uh, money, smart guy, right next to me. This is a really good guy to follow on YouTube, man. <laughs> Figure Squad. So you know, when I was when I was twenty, when I was in my twenties, yeah. I was twenty two when I had my son Ruben. Yeah. He's, who is twenty eight years old now. My uh, I was twenty eight years old when I had my twins. So in my twenties, I had three kids, single dad, and I was raising. Them. I had residential custody in there in my school, my, my house, my school system. And if I didn't, fo- I I didn't focus on saving money. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm in the money business. I'm in financial business. My first intention was not to save money. My first intention was to increase my income, increase my skill set, increase my ability to operate in a very wealthy industry, which I picked the insurance industry, so therefore I can create more cash flow because what's the reality? No matter what I can do, I can never go negotiate grocery prices. Sure, I can cut coupons and, sure. and, and, and I can budget my you-know-what off. I can, I can save money on gas, I can this, this, that. So there's a minimalistic type of mentality to getting through tough times or having a, a tight budget. But my saving grace was increasing cash flow because the most, I don't know, the moralizing thing when saving for a rainy day mm-hmm. is then, okay, the rainy day comes. And then the emergency fund goes. Yeah. The savings goes. Yeah. Emergency fund goes, the savings goes, guess what is charged? Credit cards and personal loans. But if I focused on increasing my income, bam, I had confidence. Okay, I drained a rainy day. I can always replenish the rainy day, or worse, if I lose, these, these, uh, this report says, if these Gen Zs lose their job, well, I didn't focus on a job. I focused on self-employment, owning a business. He or she that controls your income, controls the decisions you're making in life, thus controlling your life. And so when I'm looking at the, uh, the, the typical financial conversation, budget this, budget that, it's so, by the way, budgeting is annoying, but it has to be done, but that's not the and all be all of this particular situation. So if you're a Gen Z out there, my recommendation is go out there, make things happen with a side hustle. Don't try keeping up with your, your Joneses, with the Joneses and your friends. And um, if there's times where your friends want to go out and eat, uh, be able to say, listen, I'm, I'm, let's negotiate. If we're going to go out and eat with friends, let's make sure we pay for our own food. 
Yeah. And and not you know where where I mean Filipino uh, mentality is well, whoever invites pays. No, it's uh, you know unless you're eating at the house, you, know, you can cook for everybody. It's cheaper, and right. more economical to do that. But if you're out with friends and you feel the peer pressure to spend money, I'd stay away from those type of friends too as well. Especially if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. If you have a partner that likes to go out, that likes nice things, the luxurious things. And here's the thing, man. A lot of people, they, especially the, the younger generation, the only way that they tend to have fun, they, they don't enjoy small talk. They don't enjoy doing the basic basic things as a couple getting to know each other, the things you should be doing. Yeah. In order for them to have a good time and really embrace the relationship, they feel like they need to go out to nice, fancy restaurants. They, what, what, what's one of the first things a lot of women, especially nowadays, they do, that they do when the moment you sit down at a nice restaurant and you get the food, of, uh, the plate of food on, on the table and you're about to dig into the food, what's the first thing they do? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me put this on Instagram. Let me put this on Instagram. Sure. They grab their phone and they start recording the entire thing. And if, the, and if it's a girl that you're entertaining, if it's a girl that you're trying, you know, you're trying to show off for, you're trying to you know, you know, uh, get the brownie points for, the craziest thing is, man, those women don't even put you on their social media. Uh, they record the plates. But not you. But not you. And my one is paying for the food. And they might record your hand, but they will leave mystery to it. Uh, it's one of the biggest things. If you're a guy out there be, between maybe the ages of 18 and 26 years old, gen, a Gen Zer, and you're trying to impress women who aren't giving you the same energy back, and they're just literally leaking out your bank account just so that way yeah. you can gain that, you know, what, yeah. whatever you're trying to gain from that specific relationship, you, you need to be able to understand that in order to be able to build what you're trying to build, whatever it is you're trying to do for your future, you need to be able to think long-term. And the right woman will walk into your life. I have no idea which camera I'm looking at. But, <laughs> it, but in order to be able to have a successful future in whatever you're trying to do, the right woman needs to be able to come into your life and align herself with what exactly you're trying to do. And the only way to be, to be able to have that, you need to let that woman come into your life naturally and not force it. And that's something that I'm personally learning these last two years. You know, when, when, when I took Sheena out to date, of course, you know, by the way, my first dates was in groups. Of course, I paid for my share between my... Now, wife and I, between she and I, when we were our first date, it was in a group date yeah. around my business associates. And uh, what's that? Your wife's watching. Is she? Matapala is so attractive. Oh, my gosh. Yes, gonna, yes, she is. She I'm going to call my yes, wife yes. right now. Okay, I'm going to call her. She's, she's got some funny news to share because we're putting JoJo into a new private school. Okay. And we want to make sure that, the, that these kids were, uh, were uh, uh, being taught right, that certain things weren't being injected into their curriculum because it's a private school. So we, we had to make sure we're, we're, we're verifying and, and making sure this is good, but uh, babe, pick up the phone. There she hey, is. Hey, sweetheart. Yes. You're out, you're live on the Millionaire Goals podcast. Oh, I'm watching you right now. Why am I on live? <laughs> sweetheart, so uh, you have a funny story because uh, of of Jojo because we're putting him into new private school, right? I, babe, you're not going to make me tell this story. Can I like filter it with you first? Are you just going to tell me? No, you? tell him. I mean, let's, hey, we're 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 live. You're on. Thanks for texting me back, Sheena. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll 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 be meeting you at the gym, Milton. Sure, me and Tiffany will be there together. Mm. Yes. So what happened at school, babe? Oh my gosh! You really want me to say this out loud? Yeah. Well, we're parents. We want to know. This is the Millionaire Goals Podcast. You're live. Go okay. fire away. Okay. Just so everybody knows, he puts me on the spot like this um, quite often. So, um, but yeah. So he was telling me a story yesterday that he was talking amongst his friends at school. Uh, and uh, one of the young ladies, uh, he called her a she, and she asked him to refer to her by her pronoun. Oh, my gosh. They and her. Oh, my gosh. And, so and we're in Dal- we, we live in Dallas, too. And Jojo replied back, um, well, they is plural, and you're only one person. And... Um, her is a female, which is also a she, but 
if we're going to go down this route, then I would like to be known as ketchup. <laughs> Jojo, our twelve-year-old Jojo said, Jojo that. said that. Good for him. He's going to be a lawyer. Jojo's going to be a lawyer. Sounds like a Jojo statement. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a very good debate. Always been a good, very, very good negotiator. But baby, I appreciate that story. I love you, and I'll call you after Thank the podcast. You. Okay. Well, make sure you talk to Ketchup when you get. Home. I'll talk to Ketchup okay. when I get home. Very good. All right. Sounds good. Love you, baby. Parents, if you're listening to it, what do you think about that? This 12-year-old girl tells my son, don't call me a she, call me my pronouns. What the heck? Parents! That's why we're pulling him out of this particular private school and going to another private school. Forget about it. I mean, listen, you know, and then plural is multiple people. Listen, I respect it. We've we've reacted to this many, many times. And people say, well, Matt, you know, uh, in 2023, I was at the I was at the um, uh, uh, doctor's office, and I literally had to answer the question: "Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant?" I'm, I looked at her. Do you want me to answer this question? She goes, "Yeah, really? You want me to answer the question? Well, this is a doctor's office. You're asking me, a man, if I'm pregnant? Yes, it's 2023. I have to ask. We can't presume. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A doctor's office. It's a lawsuit nowadays, man. So, anywho, what are, what are your thoughts about this madness that's going on? Um, well, anyway, let's go on to this next topic. We moved to Texas because we want to have more tax-favored treatment. Um, Jordan, can we take a look at this article, please? Uh, Californians fled to Texas for a tax break, but it wasn't as good as a deal as they thought. Interesting, okay? Um, let's, let, let me unpack this, okay, uh, back over here, Jordan. So a new report from WalletHub finds that despite Texas having no state-level personal income tax, it has a high effective state and local tax rate for a median U.S. household at 12.73%, then California's 8.97%. This is due to relatively high consumption and property taxes in Texas. Yes, I will say we just bought a house in November. Property taxes here are pretty high. Uh, but I'm also coming from a very high property income tax rate, which is Illinois. You own, you own, you own property in, in, yes. in Illinois too as well. It's pretty high. I mean, what's, it's, uh, it's like ridiculous with the property taxes in, in, in Illinois. Like you're paying more than what the uh, uh, the, the a, a normal tax rate would be for property tax because they got to fix a lot of issues in, in Illinois. Anyway, back to Texas and California. Richard Augsdor, senior policy associate in, a, uh, in, a, in the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, says income tax burden is never going to be that big for average people. But if you're listening to the Millionaire Goals podcast, your goal is not to be average. We want you to be above average. We want to be excellent in your finances and your ability to provide for your family and your, your ability to walk in your faith and uh, be a citizen in the United States, your contribution to our community in the United States of America. You don't want to be average. You want to be rich. You want to be wealthy. You want to be a bigger contributor. Uh, Jared Wozak, Vice President of State Projects at the Tax Foundation, says that while California's property tax rates are low, its home values are much higher than the national median figure used, correct, for the calculations. When comparing effective tax rate with state-adjusted figures, California and Texas actually end up having fairly similar tax burdens. Texas at 11.8% in California, 114 With that being said, which state would you prefer to live in? I would still be out of, from California to Texas. Definitely Texas, man. But that, we, had, we had how many people from within the same company that, you, uh, that you're with? We had about maybe about 100, 150, 200 people moved down. Yeah, from different states, from, from California, states. Um, Illinois. It's Austin, Texas, thinking yeah. that they were going to actually get a, a tax break and get things a lot cheaper, but in reality, from some article I read, isn't Austin a pretty expensive city, city in oh Texas? Yeah. I mean, all of them. I in mean, comparison to Houston and Dallas. Yeah, we were at the NARIP event last night, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. 
it's still very bullish in terms of real estate here in, in, in Texas. Yeah. I mean, even though things aren't as affordable as they were because of rising interest rates, people are still, I mean, look, look, look at right, we're looking outside here, our, our podcast studio, and what are they doing right outside our building? Building. They're, yeah. bu- they're, they're building new properties right next to his luxury apartments. These luxury apartments right here, $3,500 a month for two bedroom, two bath, luxury. That's, that's a, that's a $800,000, $900,000 house. Yeah. You know, look at, uh, I mean, you're living here in Grandscape, but uh, listen, it, it's more than just the tax. Where do you have the more, better incentive to be a citizen, a individual, an entrepreneur? Where do you have freedoms in your faith? Uh, it's, it's more than just the income tax. And people say, well, that's about the beaches. Well, if you're making a million dollars of income tax, what they don't account for here is that if you make over a million dollars in California, there's state income tax of 13.4, 13.6 on top of federal, federal income tax. So you're getting, a, you're getting whacked a lot yeah. if you're a millionaire in California. That's why a lot of them started to come to Texas. A lot of them come to the tax-free states here. Was it, was it uh, Tennessee, Texas, uh, 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 Nevada, Florida, uh, Alaska, I think it's Vermont, or I'm sorry, Delaware, Delaware. that uh, is uh, income tax-free states. But uh, anyway, anyway uh, a lot more people are moving here to Texas. A real estate just popping. I mean, we're at in Frisco right now. They're building a Universal Studios. Uh, the PGA just moved. So there's just a lot of progression. They think that North Texas, where we're at right now, is going to be the new downtown of Dallas. Everything is just pushing up north. Everything's coming up here. The tollways are getting built. And uh, you know some of the bigger insurance companies we do business with are actually right here in, in Dallas, Texas. Yep. Um, let's go to the next topic here. Empowering parents uh, for, for parents in Texas education. P- speaking of Texas. Empowering for parents in Texas education will improve with this new legislation. There is credible evidence that show that school choice programs improve academic outcomes. Let me just stop right there. We don't have school choice programs in, uh, in, 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 in Illinois, where we're from. It's either you are in the school district or you're not in the school district. But Texas has been a leader in business policies and maintaining an edge by implementing tort reform Lighter regulatory burden and no income tax. However, Texas is not a leading parental empowerment in education. Unibosses hold significant control over children's education. So, uh, proposed legislation includes an education savings account established for each student participating with up to eight thousand dollars. That could be put towards tuition, tutoring, special needs programs, and other valuable tools, which could be used at public, private, or charter schools. So, a grant to to a, a school of your choice. So, school choice programs improve academic outcomes, save taxpayers money improve outcomes for, minor, for minority students, and offer unique improvements to the education system beyond academic performance. So let me ask you this question. If you uh, had kids, Milton, the, um, what type of education would you like to provide your children? Something that by default you go to this school system, or I want to go to this school because they have a better chance of having a higher quality education, particular school, even though they're in the same district. Where my, where my headspace has been at uh, these last, I would say, six, seven years, the idea, I, I, think it's a, it, I think it's the idea, Matt, of I went to college for maybe a year and a half, two years, and then I said, yeah, this isn't for me. And it was a little bit of, yeah, I can't afford this mixed in, into that. Um, so the idea of my kids going to college and you know achieving something within their realm is somewhat of a, huh. I kind of want this for my kids, but at the same time, I, I acknowledge that it doesn't take a college degree to become successful in any field that you're trying to achieve. So even going off to a trade school and having them do something along those lines to build a skill set that will be able to build a future for them. 
Um, I like the idea at the fact that uh, this this the system that they're trying to implement is giving a lot of these minority kids an opportunity or a better chance at building a better life because their parents obviously. Uh, you know, it's not the kids' fault that their parents are working nine to five jobs, two, you know, two three jobs, just trying to be able to sustain a living. Well, here's here's my thoughts too. It's if it's u- anything universal, like universal basic income, yeah. universal education. Say, like what this this bill is about to propose, because Texas, if this passed, Texas will join thirty states that benefit from private school choice programs, which is good. The downside is this: universal anything, universal education savings, anything. Guess who ends up paying the bill? Taxpayers. Taxpayers. So we just talked about taxes. Yeah. So if this bill gets passed, hey, great, uh, great opportunity here for your kids to go to this private school, this, this, you know, area or this eight thousand bucks. But Texas residents, if this bill gets passed, I would suspect that taxes somehow, some way, will go up in some form, whether it's property taxes, uh, municipal taxes. I mean, imagine if Texas is one of those states that says, okay, you know what, this whole burden of state tax-free states, many people coming in, now we got to put some form of tax in our state. Do you foresee that happening? If, if more universal stuff like this starts coming around mm-hmm. in Texas, yes. Uh, this is, this is what, what's the saying here, don't California my Texas, mm-hmm. don't Illinois my Texas. In other words, uh, the, the democratic liberal policies are causing more government dollars to be spent to take care of its state citizens or if they want to put in our country our, our our country's citizens but at the end of the day who pays for it that's why everybody's upset about biden wanting to pay off student loan debt if you get your student loan paid off i, I didn't go to college so why am i having to indirectly pay for somebody's education even though i didn't go to college and i'm 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 a financial position i'm at today because of the choice I make to go in business for myself, to get involved in sales, to get involved in the insurance industry. So I'm not a burden on that person, but now I have to pay for that person's education and who, and who knows what they're doing with that. I, I don't know what the stewardship is of that money to either the government or another person. I have zero clue what they're gonna do with it, but I know that it's gonna happen in my control. 1,000%. You know, because I can control this. I can't control somebody else's else. So, great. Um, Great. Yeah, I, I like the other legislation where if you're a married couple and you have four kids, they're going to give you tax credits. I like that because yeah. it's incentivizing what? Families to stay together and have home, home ownership. But something like this, great. Downside to this legislation is uh, we just might face more income tax in Texas. Which go, let's, let's go to the next article here in Pittsburgh. So what's government policy in Philadelphia incentivizing People to do so. Philadelphia to pay pregnant women a thousand a month because there's a crisis in more pregnant women. Um, let's go here. Um, Philadelphia officials are fundraising for a trial program called Philly Joy Bank, which aims to provide one thousand dollar monthly cash payments to expected mothers from certain communities. Uh, the payments will give new mothers for eighteen months, including one year postpartum, and there's no restriction how the money must be spent, so you can spend it however you want to spend it. Uh, the program is aimed at easing racial disparities in infant mortality rates as Philadelphia has the highest infant mortality rate during a child's first year of life. New York City has a similar program called Bridge Project which provides up to $1,000 every month for three years with no strings attached and targeted mothers living in Washington Heights, Inwood, and Central Harlem during its first phase. So Again, projects, basically, right? Yeah, 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 in, yeah. in the hood. So the, a lot of these policies are creating 
programs for the result. But the, what they're missing out, and just like this proposed education bill in Texas, what they're missing out is the source. Back to values and principles. It's an annoying thing, but if you're having problems with finances, why are you having kids? And so a lot of folks here are saying, hey, you know what? I can lean on the government, though. If I have a kid, I can just lean on the government. Government isn't supposed to be there to lean on. It's supposed to be there to protect you, to make sure that a bully doesn't show up, that we have freedom of choice and freedom of uh, a free enterprise and, and, and freedom to do business and to raise our family, but to lean on the government. The more you make government more powerful, more prominent in your life, the less control long-term you'll, you'll have. have. And that's what the government would love to have. And that's what the socialist policies, the communistic policies have. And we'll get to it in a second, but in terms of what TikTok CEO said about TikTok, was you know, U.S. looking to ban it. But what are your thoughts about this? Well, I think for this specific situation, I, I, I feel it's a double-edged sword. I, um, I have people on both sides of the spectrum. I have the people who you know, have a logical uh, perspective on this, as, as yourself, and a lot of people in my current network. But then I also have people on the other side of things where they're literal, literally moms who are working two jobs, trying to put their kids in daycare, trying to figure out. And here's the thing. I feel like I have very minimal to say to, about this because, again, I'm not in that position of being a single parent nor a single mother, especially now in this, in, in this economy, in this world. But boy meets girl, some, both people, like, as you always talk about, if you have one half-assed person and another half-assed person, you put this together, you, you get a quarter versus a whole, a whole person and a whole person coming together and mm -hmm. being able to build something. Boy meets girl, both half-assed people, both have traumas, both have situations going on. The guy turns out to be a deadbeat. The guy dips, he leaves, he wants nothing to do with the family. So now the mom's here without, with, you know, situational, doesn't have a family, doesn't have someone to fall back on. But yes, she has, she has a child. She has to figure out how she's going to feed the child, how she's going to clothe the child, and still be able to work and be able to sustain a living for herself and for that child. And at, at, at some point, you know, there, there are women out there who genuinely do need help but don't have anyone to fall back on. And then here's a concept in the conversation of, well, make more money, create more cash, we'll figure out new ways. Yes. But what if your entire, and this, I think this is also going back to a previous conversation we were just having right now with, with another uh, article, what if your entire livelihood is wrapped around those two jobs and all your time literally goes to job number one, job number two, the commute to go pick up your child, picking up your child, and then being able to cook for your child, clean for your child, and prepare them for the next day, especially if they're going to school. So for mothers who are genuinely going through the motions and literally in the trenches, on, on some level, in my mind, okay, that makes sense. But then there's the other side of the spectrum where a lot of people take that to their, to their advantage, where I also have friends that I used to affiliate myself with, where, man, dude, especially during, during, during the time COVID, that we were off fur yeah, furloughed, yep. people were still making money. But they're like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a Unemployment check, yeah. they, took care of, they took advantage of the government. Did they get any more richer? Not at all. Exactly. They were just spending the money on dumb I mean, dumb think stuff. about this. Yeah. This law here, okay, let's say they put it in place. Now can they go after the man for child support? They're getting a thousand dollars from the government. Yeah. So now you're creating another program here to incentivize going after men and leaning on the government some more. So I don't need a man. I got a thousand dollars a month coming to this. Listen, the best place for a child to be raised, in my personal opinion, is when mom and dad, who want the best for the child, are raising the child together. Uh, you know, back to the, back to the principle here, back to the value system here. You got to be careful who you have sex with. It, it, that that thirty. That 30 seconds, 60 seconds. <laughs> the two pumps. The two pump chump type stuff. Hey, oops, nine months later, now you got financial responsibility. You're going to turn your life 
around. Yeah. It may not it may not ruin your life. A lot of people go, oh, your life's ruined. It's a lot of negative talk, but your life will change for your foreseeable future, for, elite, for the rest of your life, now that you have a child birthed and born into this world that you're responsible for. So, um, which leads me to our next topic here. Let's meet this couple who opened their 11-year marriage to a divorced father. A couple builds friendship with the divorced father so they can grow emotionally and sexually together. What? Let's take a look at this article. Um, this couple here has a friend. There's a new reality show where it's not just a monogamous relationship. Now it's a threesome. Uh, uh, Kim, 37, Dustin have been married for 11 years and opened up their marriage last year. On this new show called Bro Seeking Brother Husband, they show the relationship with Vincent, who dates Kim, but not Dustin. They said opening a relationship has been challenging, mainly because others judge them. Well, no, no kidding. All right, so you and your wife, you're married one day. You're married for a while, five years, 10 years, in this case, 11 years. And you both build a friendship with some other than your wife says, I think I like this guy. I'll save you some time on, the, on this question, Matthew. There is no other man that's going to put, lay hands on my woman. That ass is mine completely. And when I say ass, I don't mean it's a, that person. I mean that ass. Respect <laughs> to all the women out there. No other man is going to see my woman naked. Not sharing your wife. Touch my woman naked. Come on, bro. Wake up next to my woman. You think know, about my woman. There's a lot of love to share, woman. man. No freaking way, man. No freaking way. Okay, let's flip it. Two women. Right? Yeah. Two wives. I can barely handle one. <laughs> Hence why I'm single. I can barely handle one. And just based off of my past experience with other people in other relationships, I, I, I just can't see this that is, happening. Right. This is nuts. This is, you know, shows like this, entertaining, but these are real lives, though. 100%. Entertaining, but these are real lives. And uh, anyway, I, I listen. What I mean, about you, man? It's, it's uh, again, this is the, again, the erosion and the, the demoralization of our society to see stuff like this. This is the, the, the beginnings of the destruction, if it's not been already, the destruction of America. The destruction departing from the values and principles of which our country is created, which is uh, from a faith-based premise. Yeah. You know, in God we trust. This is a clear departure from in God we trust, because instead of trying to solve your issues, what does it say in, in Proverbs? Uh, what's that proverb there with the three, uh, three uh, Proverbs, uh, three, three uh, bra braided cord? Uh, three corded, what's that? Um, uh, 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 a, a rope made out of three. I'm sorry, it's Ecclesiastes 4:12. Um, a man, uh, is, it, is, it, is it Ecclesiastes? A rope made out of three cords isn't easily broken. A rope made out of three cords. Well, Matt, that's why they have three people. No, it's supposed to be husband and wife, and the third cord's supposed to be God. 100%. That's what keeps it together. Right? And so it's not supposed to be three people. I mean, in, in, in my opinion, of course, this is where everybody gets around. In my opinion, where I stand, it's, 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 it's a marriage. Uh, that marriage is a spiritual uh, uh, contract, an unbreakable contract between you and God. Now, they want to legalize it here, make it, uh, 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 make it legally married. Okay, for me, though, before it's legally married here on earth, it's got to be legally married by God. And when you remove God from the mix, that's why you have a lot of, I mean, she and I, we, we have arguments all the time. And if it had not been for our faith, man, if it not been for the fact that we're on the same team, uh, uh, led by the same coach, led by the same God, uh, there have been major conflicts. I mean, our second week of being married, my, my wife is throwing my clothes down the stairs. 
and who reminded us of our commitments to each other was my dad, who rarely speaks. So how are you two weeks ago talking about I love you and you put your vows to God, and they say, you know, he's talking about get out of my house. What type of crap, what type of crap is going on here? Imagine having that with three people. I mean, for those of you who are watching this right now, could you see yourself introducing a third person into your relationship? You know, let's say, let's say just from a basic sexual standpoint. I could never, man. I mean, just a thought, right? Just a thought. Just like, yo, bro, sloppy seconds. Catch a case. Catch a case. Catch a case. You don't man. know what's going on there, bro. It's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And, you know, you're kissing her. Mouth to mouth. You know where that mouth has been? It's not, it's not been on your body. It's been in somebody else's body. Do I need to continue? Continue to visually illustrate this? But no, there's no way. Zero. I'm just curious. For those of you watching this live right now, uh, uh, who, who, who says they can share a spouse? You're about to have someone on here say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, about introduce guy, I love, I love uh, a discourse. I love this, uh, to, to have the other opinion. Therefore, I can grow. What is that considered? An open relationship? It's open relationship. An open relationship. Yeah, an open relationship. Swingers. I mean, I, 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 swingers would be another version, but it's... Those, those are people who swap uh, partners. Yeah, all the time. It's a lot I mean, of swinger parties here yeah. in, uh, in Texas, man. Yeah. Miriam Rivera says no. Okay? I wouldn't, I wouldn't share either. No, no stinking way. All right, let's move on. Uh, next topic here. So, um, cardiologist says never eat these seven foods. I'd love to know your opinion about this. So, he says don't eat these foods. Uh, number one is coconut oil. Number two is excessive protein. Number three is energy drinks. Uh, number four is red meat. I don't know, man. Uh, alcohol, I definitely don't know. And fast food, okay? <laughs> and dessert. Okay. Bro, Miles and I have a life. What are you going to eat? Cardboard? Cardboard. Paper towels? Yeah. Which, what's your thoughts on, on, on this cardiology talk about I'll never eat these seven foods? Well, the man has a PhD, so I, I, I have to give him that. I, I don't even have a PhD or master's or a bachelor's but what I will say this based off of my studies based off of the, the schooling that I did get based off of the, the the readings that I've done the seminars that I've attended the certifications that I've gotten the licenses that I've gotten in the past 12 years of me doing this um, everything in moderation for sure and what I wanted to do Matt is actually go uh, down the list of one by one and maybe talk about the top four of what not to do is based off of this cardiologist um, and kind of give people a little bit more insight on how to approach it and if there's any alternatives in case that's something that they Okay, desire. so let, let, let me do this. Let's this do is tell me what I'll, I'll, my, this is, I will never give up red meat. Okay. I, love, I love my steaks okay. too much. I can see myself giving up alcohol. Um, I can see myself giving up fast food. Uh, excessive protein? I don't know. Coconut? I don't even, I don't even have coconut oil. So, so let's, let's, go down, let's go down the list. And they're very, they're very short, straight to the point. So people don't have to hear me talk for an elongated period of time. Let's start with, co with coconut oil. The, 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 big, the, big, the biggest thing that they speak about is that it's high in saturated, high saturated fat, fat content, which is obviously uh, causes cholesterol to build up in blood vessels and then mimics cholesterol blockage in the arteries, which then leads to heart failure. So the background of it is coconut oil is high in saturated fats and also may re raise the serum in cholesterol concentration. But is, there's also some beneficial effects on the cardiovascular uh, risk factors have, that have been suggested in the articles that we, we've been reading and the research that's been done. Now, again, when I say research, here's, a, here's, the, here's one thing, man. A lot of people say, hey, I've done my research, and this is good, this is, that, this is good, this supplement's good. I, I heard that this, this procedure's good. Research doesn't mean you go on Google 
type in a question and Google answers your question, you click on an article and that's your research. Research their actual, uh, their actual studies that people do that they have test subjects to do for an elongated period of time and then they do blood work and it's an, ex it's an extensive uh, period of actual true research. Uh, PubMD is a really good source that people utilize to actually get true scientific facts on specific topics as this. So that way, so I want you guys to all know that everything that I'm reading, anything that I speak about is from an actual trusted source. It's not an Instagram post. It's not a Google thing. It's not a jet, uh, chat GTP question that I've typed in. This is actual information from actual professionals who do this on a daily basis and actually do their research. Um, the excessive protein, Matt, when, when we're talking about excessive protein. So there is a certain amount of protein that every single human being should be able to consume uh, based off of you know their their, their lifestyles. Um, obviously, people who like like you, people who who work out, who are consistently in the gym, clanging and banging, those are the type of people who do need to consume a an adequate amount of protein in higher protein stores than than uh, than people who just sit at a desk completely all day. So for you, for example, for you, Matt, you'll be consuming anywhere between 1.6 to 2.4 grams of protein. Um, per pound of, of, of your body weight. Um, anyone who, for example, is pregnant, consuming greater than 1.8 grams of protein per pound is something they need to consume because now they're eating well, for two well, people. I mean, how do you know a gram? I mean, I'm just looking at what I'm ordering at the restaurant. So now that, that's a little bit more in-depth. In so, so, quanti so quantify what excessive protein is. Excessive protein, for example. So, so if, I, if I have a steak every day, if I have tacos. <laughs> so excessive protein, for example, you're a 100-pound you're, you're uh, man. Five foot five, four hundred pound man, and you want to build a lot of lean muscle and get really, really jacked and get big for the gym and feel great and look. Hundred pound man or hundred pound woman? I don't know. What do you identify as? <laughs> That's the question. A yeah. <laughs> so you're hundred. So you're two hundred pounds. You're a hundred pound. You're a hundred pound. Um, you're a hundred pound man, five foot five, and someone tells you in order for you to build muscle, you need to consume a lot of protein. So you take that protein, or you take that thought, and you convert that to, I'm going to consume soup. So a high amount of protein equivalent to four, five hundred, six hundred grams of protein. For a 100 pound man, that's an excessive amount of protein. There are formulas online that anyone can find on Google. These are things that you can actually find on Google. There are formulas that you can find based off of your lifestyle, based off of your tra training regimen, based off of your physiology, that you can find a formula that will fit your suitable needs when it comes down to the protein intake that you need to consume. High amounts of protein will cause kidney damage. That is a fact. That is a scientific proven fact that it will cause kidney damage if you go above and beyond. Now, for you, Matt, you're a 200, what, 230, 230, 240-pound man. Uh-huh. Consuming anywhere between 200 and 300 uh, grams of protein a day based off of what you do on a consistent basis when it comes to... So is that a 16-ounce steak? Eight-ounce steak? A, a, a six to eight-ounce steak, if I'm not mistaken, is around 20... Anywhere between 23 to about 30 grams of protein. It's really not that much. Okay. So it's about how much you consume throughout the, the entire day. Now, moving on from that, going to energy drinks. I agree. There's a lot of energy drinks out there that have a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar, yeah. Which is what gives you that nice spike in energy, yeah. and then a couple hours later, or you do any type of physical activity, you have that drop, and now you're feeling lethargic the rest of the What's day. What's a natural energy drink? I'll give you nat natural alternatives. Uh -huh. Natural alternatives uh, is increasing your uh, vitamin B, B complex. Okay. Vitamin B complex increases your energy production, helps you gain a healthy immune system, healthier cell function, and uh, good metabolism. Also, it gives you a healthier neurological function. You think better, you process better, your brain's a lot fresher, and also helps you with your heart health. Coffee or green tea, natural caffeine is also another alternative. Whatever you have in that cup, as long as it doesn't have high amounts of sugar, or one of those fancy Starbucks drinks, macchiatos or cappuccinos yep. or whatever the case may be, right? That, that's also going- Would you stay away from any drink that they put syrup in? I would. I would, right? 
But now, let's just say something natural. Let's just say you can't afford a coffee. Let's just say you can't afford to buy uh, supplements or multivitamins. One of the easiest things to do, because I'm sure we all have showers, and or if not, some of us have a luxury of having a nice pool in the back, mm-hmm. which this summertime I, I hope to be invited to. Of course. Uh, cold shower. A cold shower automatically will increase your body circulation and your oxygen intake, waking your whole body up. When you get more oxygenated blood pumping through your entire body, it's an automatic automatic wake-up call. And I think that's something you can actually vouch for. You've been taking cold uh, showers for well, a while. Well, bro, well my, one of my funnest reaction videos on my IG profile is me reacting to your benefits of taking a cold shower. Yeah. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah. And I'm going to hit these last three, and this will be really, really fast. Talk about red meat. Red meat. I think the biggest thing, again, I think we spoke about this last week, is the way uh, it's processed. It's highly processed the way we process them nowadays. That's why shopping locally is very, very beneficial. Local farm. Local farm. Well, we're still looking for a local farm here in Dallas. If you're a local farm here in Dallas, we'd love to do business with you. Let us know. Yeah. So we uh, can buy their meat. So it's less processed, right? Yeah. So we can buy their meat because it's less processed. That is correct, yes. We can buy the meat because it's less processed. And their eggs. And their eggs, correct. Yep. And now also consuming high amounts of saturated fat. When I say high amounts, I mean extremely high amounts. I'm talking about excessive amount based off of your, your size as a human being. What's saturated fat? I mean, it's, I mean avocado is a fat. Right. But there's there's monosaturated, poly, polyunsaturated, there's, there's saturated, there's trans fat. There's multiple kinds of fats, but there's certain fats that increase your, your, your LDLs, your, I call them uh, lousy, lousy low cholesterol um, intake. It, 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 but it, what food should we stay away from that's saturated, that has saturated fat? Like fast, bur- fat like, fast food. Fat, a lot of fried foods, fast Burgers food. Burgers and fries. Anything that's dipped in oil, anything that's consistent. Oh, really? Util- that you utilize a lot of oil to, uh, to make. But again, there are certain foods that are natural, that come from animal, that are also high in saturated fat. We've been doing, we've doing a lot of air frying lately. We bought an air fryer. Yeah. Would that replace? Yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%. But again, let's just say automatically because of your DNA, because of your genes, you have heart issues. Reducing the amount of red meat you consume is something that could benefit you. I'm not yeah. saying red meat's a horrible thing, but if you already have heart issues because of your genetics, and you already have heart, heart issues because of your lifestyle that you've lived, being able to reduce your saturated fat will benefit you in the long run. And this is where the whole ve- the vegetable, eating your fruits, eating your right. veggies come into play. And one of the last things I want to touch on, Michael, this is something that you're very big on, is your simple sugars and your carbohydrates. There are so many things, there are so many dangers of what people uh, encounter when consuming high amounts of sugar. Like, uh, what, what, what are you a big fan of? Uh, uh, Chips Ahoy? I love Chips Ahoy. You, you love your Chips Ahoy? Chips Ahoy, you're going to call us? We, we definitely have a sponsorship. That'd be great, Chips Ahoy. I'm, I'm definitely a Chips Ahoy cookie monster. So... I'll give you maybe like three or four things how sugar can actually damage you as a human being and then we'll completely move on from this conversation. Too much sugar can actually kill your sex life. And for a lot of men out there watching this, I guarantee you because of the fact that you're consuming high amounts of sugar from your coffees, from the foods you're consuming, from the snacks you're consuming, that's killing your sex life. And now what happens when your sex life is killed and you're in a relationship, you're going to affect that relationship because now you're going to start, have, you're going to start having problems within your relationship because you can't perform in the bedroom. Or you just need to stop jerking off. A lot of guys just do that that consistently. Um, sugar also may contribute to a mild memory loss. Sugar also causes inflammation, which reduces blood flow to the brain, which also affects the way you process and your in your, in your cognitive. Sugar can be in, as intoxicating as alcohol. Sugar can also decrease your growth hormone. Sugar can produce an acidic digestive tract. Sugar is also as addictive as any other substance that you can possibly think about. And one of, the, one of the biggest things also is the sugar can suppress the immune system, which is why you see a lot of people who uh, consume high sugary meals and high sugary diets are yep. consistently sick. And the very last one that a lot of people get affected by until this day, I guarantee you, if you get on a sugar fast for at least 30 days, your life's going to change around. The, the biggest one for me is sugar can cause fatigue, moodiness, nervousness, and also lead to some form of depression. 
to sugar with itself, man. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So let's let's move on to this next topic. Speaking of sugar, Black China. Uh, let's take a look at this uh, uh, this article. Black China reveals she quit degrading OnlyFans and reversed plastic surgery because God wouldn't want me doing it. As Born Again Christian tells DailyMail.com, how finding religion, it's not finding religion, it's finding God. Finding God. Okay, you need to fix this. Uh, Nola Ojomu, the writer of this from Daily Mail, made her shed X-rated image and become whole as Angela. So that's her real name, Angela. And so this is, a, this, is a, this is Black China getting baptized. If you see her on my screen here, she's uh, Angela White. That's her real name. Removed her, uh, I guess, breast implants, changed her name, and removed uh, fillers. God is real, and he's blessing his people with discernment and clarity. So amen to this. God is moving, baby. God is moving. So here's the thing. Um, she, gave up a, she gave up a lot monetarily. Apparently, she was making a couple million dollars a year. She made a million dollars a year for the two years that she's on it. But she was one of the first people to get people on OnlyFans. I mean, I remember hearing Black China, not because I, was, I mean, I have zero clue what uh, OnlyFans, I don't have a profile. But I've seen. <laughs> now, Milton does because he sells uh, feed pictures. But uh, I remember uh, this was an alternative because COVID was causing people to go look for alternative sources of income yeah. and selling. They took your advice. Yeah, I, 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 well, listen, man, it's, like, it, it's something that you don't have to erode your, your, your morals, your values, and principles. That's my advice. I wonder uh, if there's any woman or man that actually created an OnlyFans, and when they're asked, what motivated you to create this OnlyFans, I wonder how many people on that platform will actually say, you know, there's this guy, but money smart, man, on, on, on Facebook and Instagram who told me to increase my cash flow. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, she gave a million dollars a year in income to doing this, man. So, you know, it's, listen, it's, it's one thing to mm-hmm. think for the short term. There's always long term. Always think, listen, history, history, her story, his story favors those who think long term. Yeah. And this is too short term thinking because eventually she wants to be a mother. Eventually she's going to have kids. And even though you deleted your X-rated content, it's still floating out there, man. Once you upload it to anything that you don't have any control over, it's gone. Especially photos, especially videos. We got, by the way, we got, we have a friend of mine and her brother, he happens to be gay and he sells pictures of himself to the gay community. So it's just not women, it's, it's also men. That's an OnlyFans. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's, it's in your insightful OnlyFans account. That's but wild. anyway, what, what, I mean, if there's anything that is good news that we want to promote here on the Millionaire Goals podcast is God is still in business of creating miracles. So what's your thoughts here? She, she, she stated something here that um, she was looking for wholeness, that she became whole. The mo- you know, what, 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 she explained she turned to her Christian faith out of her desire to become whole and move beyond the repetitive patterns in her life. If you don't like it, then you don't have to like it. But I will tell you this, there is a God. Nobody can tell you what to do with your religion or your faith or this or that, she yeah. said. And I, I, I agree, man. I think we, I think, you know, we're not human beings on this physical earth having an exp- a spiritual experience. I'm a strong believer that we are spiritual beings having an ex- a human experience on this physical earth. Well and there is a stronger and bigger reason on why we even exist on this, on this earth. And if we get 
too caught up in the day-to-day materialistic things and own personal uh, legends that we're trying to create within ourselves and not seeing the bigger picture of why we're truly here. We're going, as many of these young people, I can't believe I'm saying young people, uh, how a lot of these young people are saying, you're going to get lost in the sauce, man. You're going to get lost in the transition of all these things. And although you may have all the money, all the cars, uh, the fame, the whatever it is that you're trying, you, you once tried to attain, you're still going to feel so unfulfilled because you don't have a grasp on why you're truly here as a human being. And here's the thing, there's a lot of men and women out there who have utilized their fame, their money, their luxuries, their position, their status to completely mask their insecurities of who they are as human beings because they have not faced the traumas that they've encountered. They have not faced any emotional disturbances that they've encountered. They haven't forgiven. They're still holding on to a lot of resentment. A lot of people still have a lot of emotional emotional abuse within themselves, a lot of PTSD within themselves from their past. They haven't faced it because now they're too busy. They're too busy. They're too busy trying to create this legacy for themselves. And they're putting God, even though they talk God, they preach God, they acknowledge the existence of God, yet they're not completely aligned to what God has for them. But it's not until we completely lose everything. That actually happened to me twice, Matt, that I had to lose everything in order to be like, all right, God, I'm sorry. I, I, got, I got too caught up in, in my life. I got too caught up in trying to make money. I got too caught up in this relationship. I, I got too caught up in this situation that I completely lost track of exactly why I'm here, what your purpose is for me. And now, Matt, every single day, and I tell this to all my clients, to all of my clients, all the people that know me, before any conversation, before any business deal, before I go speak to any client, before any encounter, before any event, before I, I do anything, God, to, to, uh, to you be the glory for what, what's going to happen. Let everything that comes out of my mouth, every thought, every word that comes out of my mouth be to glorify you and push this person, these people, this situation closer to you and may this situation glorify you above and beyond. Hey, man, and the moment I started doing that, man, that's when the money started flowing. By the way, let's take a look at this article yeah. right here. Uh, to your point. America pulls back from values that once defined according to Wall Street Journal. This is the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Wall Street Journal's reporting is patriotism, religion, and hard work hold less importance. Some 30% of poll respondents say patriotism was very important, down sharply from prior years. Here's some reactions to it on Twitter. This really explains the percent who says values are very important to them. Democrats, independents, and Republicans. Look at patriotism high on Republicans, very low on Democrats. Why? A lot of Democrats love to complain. Religion? Look at this. Why? Because you remove faith, you remove religion from your home. You're not going to feel anything about any other God but yourself. Mm. The values and principles that create this country and God we trust, boom, 53% Republicans. Surprised it dropped that low yeah. for the Republicans. Uh, having children, look at 38% high in the Republicans, 26% in Democrats. But the Democrats want your kids. That's why they're indoctrinated in, in, in the schools. That's why my son is having to deal with another 12-year-old talking about, no, don't call me she, I'm a they. So they're not coming after adults, they're coming after children. Why? Because sadly, the LGBTQ community cannot have their own kids. And the irony there is, even if you are in the LGBTQ community, again, no judgment here. I have cousins I love very much that are they're in the LGBTQ community. But the only way you come into this world, regardless of you're homosexual or, or heterosexual, is through a woman's womb. Period. End of story. Science. There it is. Uh, community involvement. Look at this. Look at this community involvement. Why do you think the, the Democrats are more heavily involved in the community? And this is where the modern church has fell. Community involvement is 25% on the Republican side. But look at the activism, the community involvement on the Democrat side. 
But here's a cool category, money. Money is important to both of them. The question is how they're getting it and who their source is. And, uh, and well, a country can't survive this. Patriotism, religion, everything that our country was founded, we're getting further and further away from. How do you feel about this, uh, Milton? I mean, you're a millennial. You're, I'm Gen X, you're millennial. We're two different generations. This is shocking to me. I acknowledge that, and I mean, it's going to sound very uh, cliche, children are our future. They are. They are our future. And I, you know what, man? I've never been as attentive to politics, to trends, to the way school systems are working. So I have, no, I have no reason to. I don't have kids. So obviously you don't have something. It's not affecting you, so you're not going to pay attention to it. If there's an issue going on worldwide and you don't, can't relate to it, you don't, you don't pay attention. But the older I get, and also the more exposure I get to it, like just had this conversation we just had that you called your wife and you guys spoke about JoJo. That to me is, whoa, like that's actually happened. It's one thing to see it on TikTok or on Instagram. It's another thing to have someone right in front of you actually going through that situation. So I, 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 I do see, I guess you can say, the strategy on why you know, uh, the left, the, the, the Democrats, mm -hmm. on why they're getting a lot more involved in certain aspects of the schooling system and certain... Um, uh, what, what, what would you call it? Uh, what would you call a group of people getting involved in a situation to be able to push an agenda on entire they're society? They're, they're lobbying. One thousand. They're, they're camp lobbying, campaigning, being uh, uh, community involvement act activists. You know what I miss? The, uh, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not pushing for this. And you know, for all the lives that were lost, you know, my my, my prayers and my heart still out for that because I, I was maybe eight nine years old when 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 that occurred during nine eleven. That's when, during that time. That's when you saw all, every single was patriotism people, high, super high. Exactly. Didn't matter the color. Didn't matter the gender. <laughs> didn't matter the, the uh, financial status. Nothing Democrat, mattered. Republican, don't matter. Did not matter. We're, we were so united. We were so strong as one. We're as a United nation, States united. of America. And now it's just the complete opposite. We're so we're so split up because of dogmatic beliefs on superficial things that are starting to come up nowadays. And again, I, I believe that a lot, of, a lot of the things and a lot of the agendas that are starting to be, be brought forth is just is very one-sided. And that's affecting our future. And that's definitely affecting the children that... Yeah, bottom line, yeah. I love this country. This is my home. I've made my money here. I've built my family here. I serve my God here. I serve my church here. I love this country. Yeah. And I'll do what I can to protect it, to thrive in it, to be an example in it, uh, to make sure people have the same, potentially the same perspective I do. Because uh, no, I mean... Millions and millions and millions of immigrants are still coming to America. Yeah. They're not going to Philippines. They're not going to Mexico. Yeah. They're coming to America for the American dream. So uh, maybe I'll react more to this. I'll do a, a Thursday night live on this, uh, but I'm very heavy on this topic. Sadly, we're starting to get away from the values that once defined our country. So speaking of that, let's, let's take a look at some videos here like, that we'll react to. Uh, what's the first video we have on the queue here, Jordan? I kept the faith. I kept it. I lost a lot of stuff. I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of strength. I lost a lot of courage. I lost a lot of time. I lost a lot of money. But I kept down on my knees. I was still believing. Broke, I was believing. Lonely, I was believing. Betrayed, I was... Well, that's... Bro. It only works if you you know what you're believing in. Yeah. If it's you, you're you're a, you're a limited, finite 
being. But that's what faith is, man. He kept the faith because he knew God would lead him out, lead him through the storm, lead him out of the pit. Let's, let's go to the next video here. So let's define what is faith. I think this video here will sum that up. What is faith? F-A-I-T-H. Full assurance yeah. in the heart that despite what you see, despite what you feel, despite what you know in the world, you still hold on to the promises of God and understanding that with that little faith, you then call upon me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will then seek me and you will search for me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says God. He doesn't like playing hide and seek. That's right, bro. I'm fired up, bro. Listen, mate, uh, you know like how Prime, uh, Coach Prime says, I'm easy to find? Yeah. Well, God is easy to find. Easy. God is easy to find, man. But you got to be seeking him. And when you seek, you'll find. Knock and he shall enter. Um, when, when, when you're looking at Nick Vujacic, I mean... Uh, Guy born with no arms, no legs, and he's, by the way, he owns a bank, owns pr property, real estate. His driver is a former MS-13 gang member that, that changed, that listened to Nick Wojciech changed his life. This is armor bearer. I mean, the guy, he's like, by, by the way, guy rolls around in a Maybach. That guy right there. Really? <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy Harris, uh, we're going to have on a future podcast, but Tommy Harris, a former first-round draft pick of the Chicago Bears, played at the University of Oklahoma. He lives here in Dallas. We were having cigars last week, and mm -hmm. you met him. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Nick Vujicic wrote the forward to his book called Endure. But uh, that is faith. I mean, when he's saying that, for those that you don't know, what he was referencing to was God. What T.D. Jackson in a previous video was mentioned to was God. It's not me. It's not a carnal being. It's an eternal being. And, and let's, let's go in this video here about how faith actually works. Let's take a look at this video. You're not, supposed to know. Mm. You're not supposed <laughs> to know. The, life is a mystery. If you take away the mystery and everything was certain, you wouldn't need faith. Mm. Faith functions best when you don't know. Mm. So God often puts us in positions where we don't know to destabilize us from think, relying too much on what we know. Yeah. Like a trainer who starts you out and he starts you out on a weight machine, okay? And then he puts you on a bench and he gives you free weights because now it's less stable. The, the less stable it is, the more muscles you build. Finally, he puts you on a ball where everything's unstable and when he puts you on the ball, he's building up your core. So the more unstable your life becomes, the more you have to go inside yourself to stabilize yourself. You're strong enough to withstand instability. Yeah. And if you knew everything, you'd have no room for faith, for discovery, mm. for innovation, because creativity comes in uncertainty. Yeah. It comes in uncertainty, in the middle of chaos, because after a while, anytime you know too much, you stop living your best self. That's right. You lean on a power greater than yourself, man. You start living in your purpose. You know, Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Where would life be, man, without you having faith to go in business for yourself, having the faith to move to Dallas, Texas, 
having the faith to step up on your, even faith just leaving home and, have, and start adulting. Where would life be without faith? That's why my book is Faith Made Millions. It's not self-made. It's not even team-made, even though the team is greater than itself. But man, it's not for the faith. The team faith. or the self wouldn't be there. Faith. I'm a, I'm a big believer that life does not happen to you. It happens for you. And if, if we have time, I want to be able to read Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through just 5. I'll just do the first 5. Very short. And it aligns with that belief that life happens for you. For you, not to you. Everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses. He sets the time for birth and the time for death, the time for planting and the time for pulling up, the time for killing and the time for healing, the time for tearing down and the time for building. He sets the time for sorrow and the time for joy, the time for mourning and the time for dancing, the time for making love and the time for not making love, the time for kissing and the time for not for kissing. He sets the time for finding he sets the time for finding and the time for losing, the time for saving and the time for throwing away, the time for tearing and the time for mending, the time for silence and the time to talk. Everything in life is happening for you and not to you. And the sooner you understand that life is happening for you to build you, to mold you, to become the man or woman that you're meant and you're called to become is the day that you're going to embrace Every single situation, whether in the trench or not in the trench, whether a moment of pain or a moment of happiness, you're going to embrace it and acknowledge that this too shall pass. And this is going to make me and mold me into the man or woman that I'm meant to become to serve my greater purpose on this physical earth that we're, exper that we're experiencing right now as human beings. Amen to that, bro. Boom. Punctuation, period, exclamation point. Come on, baby. Let's go to the uh, uh, next video here. Should I save or invest? Because with money... Requires a lot of faith. Your money to grow. Your what is the person your business. Let's take a look at this video. Now has two hundred and thirty-six dollars. Invest it all in yourself. You're already broke. Don't hold on to two hundred and thirty-six dollars. Our parents they taught us to save money. You know, yeah, this 100%. Is they taught us to buy houses. Both those ideas are for banks. They're not for you. So save your money. The bank benefits. He doesn't. As soon as he puts the money in the bank, whatever the number is, he puts the baby money. They look at it. They like right, baby so money. What they do is they multiply. Yeah. How many people can yeah. we get? Yeah, that's that's, that's great. Um, uh, yeah, no, you have no. You do both. You don't, you don't forego saving and just completely investing. That's the reason why problem get reason why a lot of people get in a lot of financial problems because the only thing is just invest, invest, invest without saving along the way. Had Patrick Bed David not invested and saved at the same time, PHP would never gotten started. So he made money, invested money, put money inside his mutual funds, put money inside his policy. You do, you do both. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Sheena and I do. We do both. You save and invest because. You need capital, cash right now. Uh, with the markets going on, history favors those that have cash. Right now, we're we're buying property. My, my parents are selling property. Uh, they're favoring the ones that got cash buyers. Yeah, you know, cash is cash flow is king. Cash is queen, and you know, credits. You you need credit uh, for, you know, in this world, so you, you need to do both. Um, what's what's the next video? A short lesson on interest. Dad, any chance I could borrow $20? I'll pay you back next week. Oh, can I do that as well? Happily, kids. Here you both go. One week later. Here's your money, Dad. But could I maybe borrow $50 this week? Yep, that sounds fine to me. Dad, could I borrow maybe like another $20? I'll pay you back for both 20s that I owe you next week. Also fine, but I want $45 next week. Wait, that's not fair. Why do I owe more than I've borrowed and she doesn't? She paid me back on time. 
in full. So I trust her a lot more than you and I'm gonna charge you interest to cover that risk. I feel like there's gonna be a lesson in there somewhere, so I'm gonna follow you for more. Mm. We were talking about uh, loaning money about to friends and family last week. What are yeah. your thoughts about this short lesson in interest? I agree. I think people to build trust, and that's something uh, that I brought up last week as well. Yeah, but the two times that I've asked for mo- that I have asked for a loan from a, from a close person of mine, I, I told them here, this is what I'm willing to pay you. Um, if you want to charge me interest, give me the interest rate. I'm willing to pay the interest rate as long as it's reasonable. Uh, just give me one year. Give me a 12 month span to be able to pay you back. And what I would normally do is pay them back within eight months or six months, the the shortest, so we can build that trust. Proverbs 22, 7, yeah. the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Proverbs, again, if you guys don't read the Bible, Proverbs is written by King Solomon, the, the wisest and richest king who ever lived. So uh, the idea is for you to become your own bank. Mm. So therefore, the interest goes to you, your family, your bank. Money still circulates. That's why it's called currency, but... Money needs to circulate, and the more it can circulate to your own bank versus Capital One versus Bank of America, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, banking is required, but banks are not, and we're finding this out right now with all these bank failures that's going on. Banking is required. You need to become the bank, take care of your finances, save money, make a lot of money, save a lot of money, and get ready for opportunities in which you can invest. Let's go to the next video, uh, Jordan. Five things, uh, um, I'll say, uh, was it gr- growing up in a lower class family? Here's the thing, if you grew up in a lower income family and a middle class family, you probably weren't taught how to build wealth. You were probably taught how to save, um, how to get a car payment, how to use credit cards, how to do all these things, but you weren't taught how to build wealth and win with money. So if you continue to listen to people in those socioeconomic classes about how to handle money, you're going to stay in those classes and ultimately not be able to build wealth and become wealthy. I love it. Uh, I, I got thoughts on it. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? No, go ahead. I wanna, I wanna, Listen, your life changed by three things. The books you read. So what are people in uh, lower middle class, middle class families reading? They're not reading the right books. Right? I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Power of uh, Positive Thinking, The Magic of Thinking Big, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, How I Raised Myself in Face of Success and Selling, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I can name of all the initial books that started changing my paradigm of how I looked at life, because how you think things is how you see things, and how you th- see things is how you do things. And how you do things, that's your destiny, that's where you're gonna lead the rest of your life and for future generations. You know, Ruben sent me a text the other day. He says, Dad, thank you for giving me an example of work ethic. Send me a text out of nowhere. Dad, thank you for giving me the example of work ethic. That's it. That, I, he's inherited that by watching his dad hustle. Yeah. And now guess what he wants to do? He wants to hustle. So your life changed by the books you read, the people you surround yourself with, and the meetings and events you attend. So if you find yourself, kind of find yourself at the clubs. Kind of find yourself in, in too many barbecues versus conferences and masterminds. If you constantly find yourself around people that are like, hey, let's, what are we doing this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, versus saying, hey, where can we go so therefore we can be a better steward, how we can be a better investor, how we can be a better um, manifester of the, the talents that have uh, been bestowed upon us. If you're not finding yourself around those people, your life is going nowhere. So uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, five things I learned from hanging out with millionaires. We'll end with this one. I, I have rapped in a program. I did a Weird Weekends episode about rap. Do you remember any of the rap? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it. I got me my mouth is right up. I was like, I'm trying to understand that video. So, uh, uh, Drink, can you play it one more time? 
It, it, it went by fast. Let's, let's just stop. It, it, I, I have rapped in the program. I did a Weird Weekends episode about rap. Okay, stop right there. You become who you hang with. Okay, correct. Would you? One hundred percent. Okay, number two. Money don't jiggle. Number two, money doesn't make you happy, but it does reduce. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. It, listen, money doesn't make. Yeah, it made me a lot happy. When my bills are paid, yeah. when the less, I'm very happy. Yeah. When I have money in the bank, I'm very happy. Um, you know, uh, but there's people there that are just not grateful. So there, there's a flip side to that. But at least they got money. Number yeah. three. What's number three? I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. Uh, they are, have businesses and also, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You create the money to invest. Yeah. Create the cash flow, the abundance to have that money continue working for you. Would you agree with that? 1,000%. Yeah. The, the next one. Make me want to dribble, dribble. You uh, know. Fourth, it's not about the money. It's about who you become, for sure. I mean, what, what's it all for? Yeah. You know, you, you, uh, what, what's your desire to make a lot of money? The greater cause. My nonprofit. That's my biggest thing. You know, to give back. I think yeah. everyone has that, right? And by the way, bro, if you want to build a nonprofit, you want to build a community center, you know, you're building a gym, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're building a pl- Sadly, those are non-profitable type businesses. Yeah. Are very tough, very slim margin yeah. on those businesses. So you need to make a lot of money from another source mm-hmm. so that we can fund that nonprofit 1, to be a better, better contributor. So it's, people say, well, I just want to help people. Bro, you better, by helping people, you got to help yourself first. For a season of your life, can you be selfish? Because you can't give what you ain't got. Uh, what's the last one, Jordan? In my you really have be to a lifelong learner. Learn. Don't stop learning. Don't stop. Of course. Okay. I was just telling that to my staff here because my staff was getting, you know, she was kind of getting down on herself because uh, certain things that were expected of her, you know, may not be at the most optimal um, standard. I told her, listen, I'm patient with you. You're, you're loyal, you're committed, you have high character. Uh, the cool thing about this, would you rather work with somebody with low skill set, high character, or low character, high skill set? High character, low skill set. High skill set, low character. Who would you prefer to work with? Character. High character? High character. How come? You, you, you're, it's easier to build. It's easier to teach. Of course. Right? Yeah, 1,000%. I can teach you skill. Yeah. I can't teach you character. Right. You know, character, I mean, you're talking about a whole lifelong how you've been operating for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life, that's your character. I can't unwind that in 30 days with me. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, man, we got a lot of exciting things happening. Uh, end of the uh, month uh, of March has been a very nice long month. You know, I'm very excited for a lot of my guys that were coaching and mentoring. A lot of them are making more money this month than they've ever made in any previous months. Uh, so I'm very excited about the people that we're coaching. Um, I'm also very excited about uh, the draft for the Chicago Bears. I mean, this personal side note, I'm excited about uh, the future of the franchise. Even though I'm in Dallas, I'm still a Chicago Bears, still, fan, still, still Chicago Bears fan. But uh, any final thoughts before we go, Milton? We're excited. I'm excited. Everything, everything that we do on this podcast, guys, it's, it, I promise you there's a lot of energy put into this. And everything that's going to come forth from this day forward and everything that we're going, every endeavor that we have within this podcast, we do it to add value to you guys. So at least for me, I'm not, I can't speak on Matt's behalf, but as far as me, if there's anything that you guys would like to be spoken on, any specific topics in finance, in, in, yes, in yes. fatherhood, marriage, Feedback, any, please. anything that you guys want us here that you guys need a little more direction on, we're here to serve you guys. We're here to add value to you folks and make sure that making sure that you guys are getting it from a source that's a trusted source, a reliable source. And also, we appreciate everything that you guys have done up to this point and the people who are consistently tuning in every single week and giving us that fam, that quote-unquote fan base and allowing us to come in every single week and serve you guys. Right. Next, next Wednesday, we'll have a podcast again. 
Uh, it will be officially our second month doing the podcast. Yeah. So I'm excited that our YouTube, our brand new spanking YouTube channel has grown to close to 600 subscribers. So we're very excited about that. I mean, from scratch, from zero. From zero. Um, and so I mean, there obviously seems to be a market for our podcast and our conversation, a conversation that's led with faith, finances, fatherhood, and uh, fitness, yeah. of course, is a very big topic of our, of, of our life. So therefore, we can be a better servant and be a bigger contributor, a better citizen uh, this great country of America, our families that we're so very proud of. Just want to give a quick shout out to the people that's been sticking with us here on the chat, on the chats. Anybody we want to give a quick shout out to on the chats? Uh, top three so far from the, from these past couple weekends, man. Uh, Miriam, Miriam Rivera, yeah. of course. Andrea, Mama, Mama yeah. Miriam, TT, Emiliano for sure, and um, a lot of Riveras, a lot of Riveras, and <laughs> there's another guy named Ricky Rivera who's on who's on this who just tuned in today, but he he messaged me yesterday, he sent me a long message. Uh, thanking us for the podcast that we've been doing. Wow. He's been following it and Amen. because of our podcast, he's been inspired to do a Praise lot God. more in his life. Amen. Praise yeah. God. Amen. Uh, 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 Andra Grisha, there's, uh, she's asking about books. If you go to my YouTube channel, Seven Figure Squad, I've got a video there, the 10 books that made me a millionaire. If you want to look for some books, 10 there books that go. made me a millionaire. And one of my first jobs getting out the military and getting my insurance business off the ground was a lifeguard from five to eight o'clock in the morning so I can read books. Because nobody's swimming at 5 to 8 o'clock in the morning. But uh, anyway, that being said, uh, if you've been watching this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, and drop your comments below. If you'd like to purchase my book, Faith Made Millionaire, you can click on the links below too as well or go to Amazon and just punch in Faith Made Millionaire. I don't know. One of these days, uh, we're thinking about having some events where we can have a get-together, but uh, we need to increase our subscribers. So if you want to get together with other fellow faith-based believers and entrepreneurs, uh, that believe in the values and principles that we talk about on this podcast. Uh, we got to increase our subscribers up by a lot, but that's the future where I, I'm excited to bring people together. I love connecting people in person because, again, your life changed by the books you read, the meetings you attend, and the people you surround yourself with. That being said, from Dallas, Texas, on behalf of my co-host, Milton Alvarez, I'm your mighty smart guy, and until we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be mighty smart today. See you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.